This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What's the Bible really all about? How do all the different pieces fit together? Looking for an easy resource to answer your questions? Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-minute Bible. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by InterVarsity Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His loyal love endures. Who can adequately recount the Lord's mighty acts, or relate all His praiseworthy deeds? How blessed are those who promote justice, and do what is right all the time. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Pay attention to me when you deliver, so I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones. Rejoice along with your nation, and boast along with the people who belong to you. We have sinned like our ancestors. We have done wrong. We have done evil. Our ancestors in Egypt failed to appreciate your miraculous deeds. They failed to remember your many acts of loyal love, and they rebelled at the sea, by the Red Sea. Yet he delivered them for the sake of his reputation, that he might reveal his power. He shouted at the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the deep waters as if it were a desert. He delivered them from the power of the one who hated them, and rescued them from the power of the enemy. The water covered their enemies. Not even one of them survived. They believed his promises. They sang praises to him. They quickly forgot what he had done. They did not wait for his instructions. In the wilderness, they had an insatiable craving for meat. They challenged God in the wastelands. He granted their request, then struck them with a disease. In the camp, they resented Moses and Aaron the Lord's holy priest. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It engulfed the group led by Abram. Fire burned their group. The flames scorched the wicked. They made an image of a calf at Horeb and worshipped a metal idol. They traded their majestic God 
for the image of an ox that eats grass. They rejected the God who delivered them, the one who performed great deeds in Egypt, amazing feats in the land of Ham, mighty acts by the Red Sea. He threatened to destroy them, but Moses, his chosen one, interceded with him and turned back his destructive anger. They rejected the fruitful land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents. They did not obey the Lord. So he made a solemn vow that he would make them die in the wilderness, make their descendants die among the nations, and scatter them among foreign lands. They worshipped Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They made the Lord angry by their actions, and a plague broke out among them. Phineas took a stand and intervened, and the plague subsided. This was credited to Phineas as a righteous act for all generations to come. They made him angry by the waters of Meribah, and Moses suffered because of them, for they aroused his temper, and he spoke rashly. They did not destroy the nations as the Lord had commanded them to do. They mixed in with the nations and learned their ways. They worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. The land was polluted by bloodshed. They were defiled by their deeds and unfaithful in their actions. So the Lord was angry with his people and despised the people who belonged to him. He handed them over to the nations, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them. They were subject to their authority. Many times he delivered them, but they had a rebellious attitude and degraded themselves by their sin. Yet he took notice of their distress. When he heard their cry for help, he remembered his covenant with them and relented because of his great loyal love. He calls all their conquerors to have pity on them. Deliver us, O Lord, our God. Gather us from among the nations. Then we will give thanks to your holy name and boast about your praiseworthy deeds. The Lord God of Israel deserves praise in the future and forevermore. Let all the people say, we agree. Praise the Lord. Psalm 124 a song of ascents by David. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say this. If the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger raged against us, the water would have overpowered us. The current would have overwhelmed us. The raging water would have overwhelmed us. The Lord deserves praise. For he did not hand us over as prey to their teeth. We escaped with our lives, like a bird from a hunter's snare. The snare broke, and we escaped. Our deliverer is the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Judges chapter 2 Confrontation and Repentance at Bochim. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim. He said, I brought you up from Egypt and led you into the land I had solemnly promised to give to your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, but you must not make an agreement with the people who live in this land. You should tear down the altars where they worship, but you have disobeyed me. Why would you do such a thing? At that time, I also warned you 
if you disobey, I will not drive out the Canaanites before you. They will ensnare you, and their gods will lure you away. When the angel of the Lord finished speaking these words to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. They named that place Bochim and offered sacrifices to the Lord there. The end of an era. When Joshua dismissed the people, the Israelites went to their allotted portions of territory, intending to take possession of the land. The people worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime, and as long as the elderly men who outlived him remained alive. These men had witnessed all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the Lord's servant, died at the age of 110. The people buried him in his allotted land in Timnath. Perez, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. That entire generation passed away. A new generation grew up that had not personally experienced the Lord's presence or seen what he had done for Israel. A monotonous cycle. The Israelites did evil before the Lord by worshiping the Baals. They abandoned the Lord God of their ancestors who brought them out of the land of Egypt. They followed other gods the gods of the nations who lived around them. They worshipped them and made the Lord angry. They abandoned the Lord and worshipped Baal and the Ashtaroths. The Lord was furious with Israel and handed them over to robbers who plundered them. He turned them over to the enemies who lived around them. They could no longer withstand their enemies' attacks. Whenever they went out to fight, the Lord did them harm, just as he had warned and solemnly vowed he would do. They suffered greatly. The Lord raised up the leaders who delivered them from these robbers, but they did not obey their leaders. Instead, they prostituted themselves to other gods and worshipped them. They quickly turned aside from the path their ancestors had walked. Their ancestors had obeyed the Lord's commands, but they did not. When the Lord raised up the leaders for them, the Lord was with each leader and delivered the people from their enemies while the leader remained alive. The Lord felt sorry for them when they cried out in agony because of what their harsh oppressors did to them. When a leader died, the next generation would again act more wickedly than the previous one. They would follow after other gods, worshiping them and bowing down to them. They did not give up their practices or their stubborn ways. A divine decision. The Lord was furious with Israel. He said, this nation has violated the terms of the covenant I made with their ancestors by disobeying me. So I will no longer remove before them any of the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. In order to test Israel, I want to see whether or not the people will carefully walk in the path marked out by the Lord, as their ancestors were careful to do. This is why the Lord permitted these nations to remain and did not conquer them immediately. He did not hand them over to Joshua. New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 through 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 22. The rights of an apostle. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, at least I am to you. For you are the confirming sign of my apostleship in the Lord. 
This is my defense to those who examine me. Do we not have the right to financial support? Do we not have the right to the company of a believing wife, like the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or do only Barnabas and I lack the right not to work? Whoever serves in the army at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its fruit? Who tends a flock and does not consume its milk? Am I saying these things only on the basis of common sense? Or does the law not say this as well? For it is written, in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. God is not concerned here about an oxen, is he? Or is he not surely speaking for our benefit? It was written for us because the one plowing and threshing ought to work in hope of enjoying the harvest. If we sowed spiritual blessings among you, is it too much to reap material things from you? If others receive this right from you, are we not more deserving? But we have not made use of this right. Instead, we endure everything so that we may not be a hindrance to the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temples eat food from the temple? And those who serve at the altar receive a part of the offerings. In the same way, the Lord commanded those who proclaim the gospel to receive their living by the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights, and I'm not writing these things so that something will be done for me. In fact, it would be better for me to die then. No one will deprive me of my reason for boasting. For if I preach the gospel, I have no reason for boasting because I am compelled to do this. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward. But if I do it unwillingly, I am entrusted with a responsibility. What then is my reward? That when I preach the gospel, I may offer the gospel free of charge, and so not make full use of my rights in the gospel. For since I am free from all, I can make myself a slave to all, in order to gain even more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to gain the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to gain those under the law. To those free from the law, I became like one free from the law, though I am not free from God's law, but under the law of Christ. To gain those free from the law. To the weak, I became weak in order to gain the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all means I may save some. I do all these things because of the gospel, so that I can be a participant in it. Do you not know that all the runners in a stadium compete, but only one receives the prize? So run to win. Each competitor must exercise self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. So I do not run uncertainly or box like one who hits only air. Instead, I subdue my body and make it my slave so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Learning from Israel's failures. For I do not want you to become unaware, brothers and sisters, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were all drinking from the spiritual rock that followed them, 
and the rock was Christ. But God was not pleased with most of them, for they were cut down in the wilderness. These things happen as examples for us, so that we will not crave evil things as they did. So do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And let us not be immoral, as some of them were, and 23,000 died in a single day. And let us not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by snakes. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written for our instruction, on whom the ends of the ages have come. So let the one who thinks he is standing be careful that he does not fall. No trial has overtaken you that is not faced by others, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you're able to bear, but with the trial will also provide a way out so that you may be able to endure it. Avoid idle feasts. So then, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I'm speaking to thoughtful people. Consider what I say. Is not the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread that we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body, for we all share the one bread. Look at the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices partners in the altar? Am I saying that idols or food sacrificed to them amount to anything? No, I mean that what the pagans sacrifice is to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot take part in the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or are we trying to provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we really stronger than he is? This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy God, we thank you for your word today. We are indeed sobered by it. God, you are serious. <laughs> you are serious about holiness. For you are holy, holy, holy. And God, as I reflect on these words today, the scripture today, I am just reminded of the grace given to us by the power of the Spirit to be justified and sanctified and glorified, O oh Lord. We just thank you. We thank you, O oh God, for your reminders of the reasons why we ought to fear you, a holy fear, a reverence before you. For you brought us out of bondage. You brought us into the marvelous light. You have saved us. From sin, the devil, the world, the flesh, ourselves, oh God, you have rescued your people over and over and over again. And you have granted to us your word, your commands, and you have told us in your word that to love you is to obey you. And yet, oh God, throughout the generations, as we've seen in the Old Testament and in the New, the people who have claimed your name have mocked you by flagrantly disobeying your word. We have chosen the pig pen over your promises, over your inheritance. We thank you, O oh God, that you have come and, and retrieved us from that pig pen by the power of your spirit. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you have 
saved us and made us anew and that you have granted to us the fruit of repentance. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you have shown yourself to be marvelous and beautiful, more attractive, more worthy, more wondrous, more compassionate than any fake idol that has no power to deliver and or to save. God, would you continue to set us free from all forms of idolatry, O Lord? Would you help us to continue to be amazed by your grace and marvel in your holiness and beauty, O Lord? And God, would you help us to care for those who proclaim your gospel, boasting only in the transformation by the Spirit, not in their own knowledge or their own works? Would you show us how to treat the servants of the Most High God who bring forward the word of the gospel? Lord God, would you raise up more and more of these proclaimers of the gospel? And would you let us and show us how to respond to them in gratitude? God, we thank you for the good leaders that we do have. We pray right now for the discernment to see and to recognize those, to give honor where honor is due, and to hold accountable those who use your name, who claim your gospel, but mistreat or subjugate or frolic in their own sin. God, deliver us. Deliver each one of us. For when we take the gospel on our lips, but we choose not to surrender all of who we are over to you, when we dishonor your name by creating our own law as if we are the lawgiver, set us free from legalism and idolatry, O Lord, and grant to us a fresh and clean and new perspective even today as people who have been redeemed, people who can resist idols because of the power of the Holy Spirit, and people who turn from them and turn to you over and over again. We thank you for your forgiveness when we do not do this, when we don't live this way. God, please forgive us. And instead of our sin and instead of the temptations of the world, empower us by the Spirit to choose you, your way, and your will every time. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Anyone can discover the timeless story of the Bible in just 30 minutes a day for 30 days. In the 30-Minute Bible, experienced Bible teachers Craig Bartholomew and Paige Vranowski present the story of Scripture in 30 short readings, each designed to take about half an hour. Each reading includes a passage from the Bible and a short chapter explaining how the passage fits into the Bible's wider narrative. Written in straightforward and clear language, the readings are accompanied by engaging visual illustrations. Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-minute Bible. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. 
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, let's go, let's go.